This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Remember that Mampinki is one person that has been pushing to ensure that there's transformation uh, within uh, this space over time. It's not the first time that we were having her. Uh, we are having her on the show uh, this morning to shining the spotlight on domestic workers' rights and issues of compensation here. Uh, so we hear uh, that really uh, three years after the landmark uh, Corn Court ruling here, where the Constitutional Court declared that domestic workers uh, be covered by the provision of the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act Coida uh, that uh, really uh, there's less of a move in this space. Uh, That act uh, was to ensure here that issues of damages uh, can be claimed for work-related injuries can be really taken into consideration. Issues of illnesses that you're getting from work, deaths and the likes that we see the employer uh, coming through to be a responsible employer in terms of meeting uh, the expectations of COIDA. Uh, but there's really been less of a move here, which is why we saw uh, the Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, this being Siri, just bringing together government of officials, civil society, domestic workers and employers as well to try and find each other here and solutions to some of the issues that are faced by domestic workers in their sector. So this morning, we'll try to reflect with Mampinki Mashiani and find out really how things are faring in this particular regard. If these honest conversations are really being held as we speak right now to try and bring about transformation within the domestic sector space. I want us to also so just rally behind this conversation. Give us your your, your, your thoughts, uh, you know, as someone that is listening to us right now on the plight of domestic workers. Uh, are you treating them well if you are an employer right now? Are you one person that is adhering to COIDA? Are we seeing you really ensuring that they are deserving of bonuses? They get their bonuses going into uh, the festive season. There's a lot that is happening within the domestic workers sector. But Mampinki Mashiani is well vested here. I shall let us in on some of those cases as well that are still persistent as we speak right now where we're seeing the employers not adhering to this act and doing right by their workers. So we are on 0861 You're welcome to join us on this particular conversation but we're also railing behind the hashtag PowerZone this morning there by X. Mam Pinky, good morning mum. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Fatal. Good morning to Power FM listeners. Yeah, no, thank you very much for uh, giving us your time. I mean, it doesn't look like uh, we are winning this battle. It doesn't look like we are inching and gaining momentum in terms of ensuring that uh, the employers uh, adhere to a COIDA and they are held responsible for some of the developments within uh, this uh, particular space. We're seeing Siri uh, trying to bring the role players together uh, on an honest conversation about uh, where we find ourselves uh, right now. Where are we, Mama, uh, with the compensation for? occupational injuries and diseases are we winning are we seeing people just moving into being protected where this particular act is concerned yeah many domestic workers are not coming up with the cases mm. and there are also domestic workers who are injured on duty we are trying to reach out to them that 
if you were injured between 27 April 1994 up to now, you can claim from the compensation fund. Others cannot locate the employers. Other employers have passed away. There are many issues surrounding that, and it makes one uh, feel like COIDA is not going to work for many domestic workers. The constitutional court ruling, uh, which applies retrospectively, is, is, is not going to work for many domestic workers. And remember, COIDA is three years. Yeah. You've got UIF, which is 20 years mm. today. There are still many domestic workers who are not registered under UIF. So it is going to be difficult for other employers to, re- to re- register domestic workers with COIDA while they are not registered with UIF. Mm. So that's why I'm saying yeah, sure. we, are, we are still, yeah. And also, when you look at it, then, Mampinki, do you think it's an issue of an attitude, a change that is needed where the employer is concerned? Or when you look at it, maybe they are not aware of COIDA and their responsibilities in this particular regard and are not welcoming to maybe an employee coming through to say, oh, okay, uh, by the way, uh, we've seen a little bit of movement within this space. I need a UIF, I need medical aid, I need you to help me with uh, one, two, three, and four. Oh, I got a scratch. Uh, last week while doing this work and I, I'm going to need medical attention and, and the likes. Is it a matter of uh, domestic workers raising these issues and wanting to uh, see themselves protected uh, uh, you know, under COIDA uh, where the responsibilities of the employer is concerned but the employer is not one person that is welcoming here. Is it an attitude uh, that needs to then be changed here to adhere to this act? It also involves the fear of domestic workers to lose their job. Mm. Others, yeah, will not tell their employers when they get injured because they are fearing to lose their jobs. Mm. There are employers who don't know about COIDA. Let's be honest about it. There are employers who, who haven't heard about COIDA. We still have to reach out to their employers, Department of Labor, uh, the unions, and the workers themselves because they can find a way to speak to their employers about COIDA, those who are not uh, afraid to speak to them. Mm. If the Department of Labor can have flyers, pamphlets, because some domestic workers are brave enough to take those pamphlets and flyers and put them on the table if the employers are not there during the day and say, the people from the Department of Labor passed here and, and left this for you. Because it's highly impossible that the Department of Labor will reach each and every single house in South Africa to get domestic workers registered with COIL. Mm. Mm. So I guess we need a ramped up also education as well within this space to more or less make sure that the employers are aware of their responsibilities where a coider is concerned. But it's just concerning that you're saying that really sometimes workers find themselves in a space whereby they don't want to lose their jobs. So they die in silence because you don't find them really being express, expressing themselves and talking about where they want to find themselves, meaning that it's still a space of fear that most domestic workers are operating under. They are vulnerable in some of these spaces when you look at their rights and how their rights need to be adhered to in this space. Hence, we, there's still a long way to go. They are vulnerable as workers right now. Definitely, domestic workers are vulnerable as workers right now. There are even those, when is this time of the year, 
don't want to do anything that will upset their employers because they might be told that go home or we'll call you next year and they will never be called again. Mm. Many domestic workers will lose jobs during the festive season and new domestic workers will be hired after the festive season. Mm. So, yes, it's vulnerability of domestic workers that makes them die in silence. And Mm. others, they do want to speak to their employers, but they don't have a way how to approach their employers. Is that just capable that we don't have resources to, to, to reach all domestic workers, to educate all domestic workers? Mm. So COIDA is still going to be another for domestic workers to benefit from it. It's true. We are seeing mm. how it is happening. We are expecting to see domestic workers coming with claims. When you go to meetings in different provinces, we speak about COIDA, we speak about the domestic workers who were injured before uh, 19 November 2020, mm. but they are slowly coming out. And also the Department of Labor officials have said it before. There are, domest- there are officials who don't know about COIDA. A domestic worker was injured this year, went to the Department of Labor, and she was told that that thing is happening in Pretoria. That conversation fund is happening in Pretoria, as if in other areas or oh. in other provinces is not working. So they also have to educate their employees, uh, the mm. Department of Labor, to know about COIDA. If or, or they have a special training, if there's, there's a case of COIDA, there should be officials who are looking at that case who can assist domestic workers with such cases. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's prudent that especially after the constitutional court handed down uh, that judgment to say this is what, uh, you know, needs to, to happen. We should have seen an uptake from the Department of Labor, from government and the likes, from uh, UIF as well, uh, to try by all means to get their house in order. And everyone is on the same page here. Uh, so they don't perpetuate all of these, you know, challenges that have been experienced by, uh, you know, domestic workers over time. Uh, but, you know, we find ourselves and you, you're right to mention the fact that it's it's a tricky period the festive season uh, because at this point in time there's uncertainty around the jobs and job security uh, going into uh, the coming year and and also we don't get to see uh, you know bosses giving out bonuses and uh, the likes uh, when it comes to uh, this particular space uh, because at the end of the day domestic workers too are affected by the economy and what has been happening over time do we see that uh, issues of bonuses are coming through i mean right now christmas you know we want to ensure that our families are also safeguarded against uh, you know all of these challenges when it comes to buying the cricket and the likes so do we really find our, ourselves uh, uh, you know in a country whereby uh, we see the employers uh, you know really taking it upon themselves uh, to help uh, adequately compensate their employees here yeah this is the, the time when some employers will tell domestic workers that I don't get any bonus from my work, so there's no bonus. And yeah. another thing, bonus is not, not regulated. So an employer can give domestic worker anything that they want to give. Even if it's 50 rand, they can say, take this is bonus. What can a person do with, with a, a 50 rand? But it, it happens. One domestic worker is told that in January, She's no longer going to be working. Her service mm-hmm. will be terminated. I said to her, ask them to write for you a letter. She said, no, this is time of Christmas time. Maybe they will give me a bonus. So they are hoping for, for the better for their lives because 
difficult time for everyone economy and there are employers who can afford that, that bonus even a full salary that they can give domestic worker a dating check but they don't do it and everything is expensive for everyone and domestic workers are hoping that they will get something after hard work for many years they will get some bonuses but it's not everyone i'm telling you uh, yeah, no, it's 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 just disheartening uh, that you see uh, domestic workers still mistreated uh, to this age, especially when it comes to uh, issues of compensation and the economy, uh, because over time uh, they too find themselves struggling uh, to make ends meet here. Meaning that Koida has to kick in in this particular regard. So when you look at issues of also UIFs and those benefits and everything else, is it something that maybe is set in stone or it's a case by case whereby the employer has to really more or less make sure that there are these non you know financial benefits that are also attributed or passed on to the worker or really when you look at it the law says that it has to happen and everyone else has to move on and ensure that there are UI apps here and what could be then the penalties to an employer if then I go to labor and say to them that listen I've been working for Mam Pinky for about 10 years now and I'm not sure if she's been pushing to contribute where the UIFs are concerned is this something that maybe we can see the law pushing to shake things up so that the employer is aware of their responsibilities here? Uh, it, it goes back to the Department of Labor uh, it, it, it is their job to educate employers to to give employers that knowledge. Mm. But our members, even if they are not registered, because others, when you tell them that, they know that they are not registered. When you tell them that, speak to them about UIF, they say no. We make sure when they are dismissed that they get their UIF. It's not in the CCMA jurisdiction, but we put it at the CCMA that she was not registered, she worked for the 17 years. The commissioner will write that the employer mm. never registered the domestic worker. He, he has to pay, she or he has to pay UIF at the Department of Labor. So our members, whether registered or not, at the end of the day, if they are dismissed, they do benefit from UIF. We make sure of that. So employers, some employers know about the UIF. I always say that they are so relaxed because nobody will knock at their doors and ask them if you register your domestic worker. I, I make this call to both employers and the, the Department of Labor that UIF is one uh, social security that every domestic worker needs. Uh, we also had a march that when we were saying we want the minister, they, they never catch our memorandum, mm-hmm. but we want the minister to amend the section um, UIF that all domestic workers, when they reach the age of 60, let them benefit from the UIF, whether they continue to, to quit with their job or not. They must be allowed to, to benefit from UIF before they apply for, for their pension because they work for 30 years, for 40 years. At the end of the day, they live with nothing. Some employers are even cruel and make them to resign, thinking that they are signing for the manual, they are resigning, forfeiting everything, so they are paying UIF. Yeah. So there's a lot that is happening in the sector. Yeah, no, we, we need to move the needle a bit. Uh, we need to ensure that at least, uh, you know, some of these issues are uh, issues of uh, the past. And, and I wanted to find out from you, uh, Mam Pinky, uh, how does one actually navigate uh, this particular quota process when they are a foreign national? Uh, because we're hearing as well that uh, there are those employers that would deliberately hire uh, someone that is a foreign national uh, so they can evade some of their responsibilities here uh, with the labor 
laws, especially where a coda is concerned. So it means it's a double blow for you when you are one, a foreign national in the country, two, and you know, basically not finding your way around this particular act where issues of compensation and the likes are concerned. What are some of the stories that you're hearing from foreign nationals? How can they also fend for themselves within this particular space where then they find themselves extremely vulnerable? Uh, the Department of Labor has assured us that migrant domestic workers will benefit from COILA, even if they don't have permit to work in South Africa, they will benefit. Mm-hmm. And we'll also um, um, make a follow-up if we hear of, of such cases. It's very unfortunate that up to now, I have only heard of Mashangu that was compensated. I haven't heard of any domestic worker who, was, who has been compensated for an injury on duty, yet they get injured all the time at mm-hmm. So if a migrant domestic worker is injured and we, we know about that case, we will follow up, we will support that migrant domestic worker to put the claim and we will make sure that she is compensated or he is compensated. Because they, things have been happening. I remember one was killed by dogs and mm-hmm. the police was assisting me with the case. When I, I, I made follow-up to get the addresses of family members, he ended up saying to me, he's a foreigner, he was a foreigner from Malawi and he, he passed away, nobody knows the family. So that attitude must come to an end. Mm, yeah, no, uh, that must come to an end. And I'm glad that you shed light and clarity here uh, to say that if you're a migrant, you are one person that is working within this space, you too can be protected uh, as well around issues of uh, domestic work because uh, we're hearing it's disheartening that employers then would deliberately employ a domestic worker uh, who is a foreign national, a migrant here to try bypass uh, the laws in this particular regard. So hoping that, you know, with things tend to look up and we see more of people uh, coming through and claiming under uh, COIDA. And really, when you look at it, uh, Siri trying to bring everyone together here. Uh, what are some of those issues that came out here that maybe can give us a sense that uh, from here, after having these conversations, government on the same page, uh, you know, and, 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 and domestic workers and those in the space on the same page, will tend to see a little bit of a difference here. Where to from here uh, since that conversation with Siri? Is, is, uh, we are doing a quite awareness campaign to reach as many domestic workers as possible. I do have uh, cases with me, but the domestic workers did not come up with the, the information that is needed by the Department of Labor. And also the, the domestic workers who were injured before the, the Constitutional Court, mm. when not, uh, we cannot find their employers or the employers have passed away, are also uh, advised to, to do affidavits and try to approach the offices of the Department of Labor because that's what we were told in one of the meetings with the Compensation Fund. I said some domestic workers have proof of uh, papers from hospitals, files that they were injured on duty, but the employers have passed away or have relocated. What could they do? They said they can make an affidavit and come and claim they will do a follow-up. So I'm calling on domestic workers and relatives who are listening if they do have a that proof that they were injured on duty to approach the offices of the Department of Labor to make those affidavits. And also, if they, are, no, they do not get help, they can contact me at 073 uh, Let's get those numbers again, Mampinki. So it's 073 073- Two nine one double two double four. 
Awesome. And also, I love the fact that you're saying that you're ramping up the campaign, you're starting this awareness campaign. So I'm hoping that a lot of domestic workers that are operating within this space will take up this opportunity to learn because you too have your own rights and you need to also organize, you know, and ensure that when you look at it, there's a little bit of movement within this particular space. But do call Mampinki on 073-291-2244 to try by all means to, uh, you know, claim your rights and, you know, position yourself to get the best out of what is happening here. Uh, and and when you look at it, we need to ensure as well that officials from the department and government are also on the same page. They ramp up education on their end as well uh, so that we tend to find uh, people getting the best out of Koida. Mampinki, uh, you said let's, let's hang in there. Let's try and by all means to not lose faith and not uh, give up and fight by all means because there is obviously a better tomorrow uh, for domestic workers and we're seeing all of these developments uh, from uh, that constitutional court ruling we're seeing you raising awareness hopefully one day uh, we'll get it right that's true uh, it took us eight, eight years to get mm. COIDA from 2012 up to 2020 so even up months uh, even if there are challenges we are going to go forward Yeah, we are not going back we are going forward and we'll make sure that domestic workers get the education and we'll advise and assist them where possible because COIDA has to work. Somebody died for, for domestic workers to be included mm. in COIDA, so they have to benefit from COIDA. Yeah, no. Mampinki, thank you very much for your time and hoping that uh, everyone takes, you know, this uh, takes up this offer and they get in touch with you so that we see them claiming and we see people really, you know, adhering to their rights here uh, where the COIDA is concerned. This being uh, the Compensation for Occupational Injuries and Diseases Act, uh, COIDA. And we wish you everything of the best, Mama, with the organization as well and the work that you've been doing over time. Thank you very much. And I also want to thank Power FM for empowering domestic workers because by listening, uh, they, they are empowered. They know what to do. Yes, thank you very much for all the time that you give us the space to talk about domestic workers. Yeah, no, you're most welcome, Mampinki. And yeah, together as one, uh, because you know we are a caring nation, we are a caring station, we are a caring show. Uh, this being uh, the Power Zone, Mampinki Mashiani coming through there uh, from the United Domestic Workers Union. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.